What the friggin' heck, you guys? It's me. It's my. It's my Mackin. It's oh boy. It's Mackin. My name is Mackin. That was what was supposed to happen in that introduction. Um, what's going on, everyone? It's uh, Thanksgiving time. Uh, a a a non-religious holiday, unless you consider patriotism a cult. Uh, in in that case, uh, there's a certain American mythology that uh is certainly uh fucking what's the word i'm looking for perpetuated yeah that was the word perpetuated um about uh pilgrims and uh first nation american people um you know a lot of fucked up shit went down back then guys we weren't there um but thanksgiving is a nice time to uh spend time with your loved ones you know and check in with people and uh, express your, your love and gratitude. And, and the fact that there is a cultural moment for that is really special and cool. Uh, and so it's cool that there's this excuse to uh, let everyone know in your life uh, how much they mean to you through whatever, you know, love language you choose to express that. I, I like to write people little messages. <laughs> On Facebook or in pa- on paper, or I text them. Uh, just a long thing about like, you're so sick, I freaking love you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been uh, driving around doing Postmates, and a lot of people wishing Happy Thanksgiving to one another. And so that uh, spirit of togetherness is cool. Uh, cool as fuck, one might even say. And that one is me. Um, so like Thanksgiving time, we, you know, spend a lot of times with our families. Uh, and for some of us that can be very challenging and we can be extremely, uh, loving and grateful and appreciative of our families, but also experience, uh, turbulence of some kind, whether it is a, an ideological discrepancy that leads to, arguments or you know uh just years of uh emotional transgression that (laughs) just makes uh real awkward times uh you know just um we 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 run off into the world and and we find people that uh that we love being around and, and we spend time with them and uh some of us are lucky enough to have those types of people in our family and and that's certainly incredible but there are also, you know, it's a mixed bag and, and you get a lot of people with uh, different life experiences and, and different uh, ways of thinking. And you also have this, this common mythology, this shared stuff. And uh, a lot of that is really special and can be even deeper and, and more beautiful. Uh, but a lot of it can be more challenging. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes. You know, there's a Ram Dass quote that I love so much. And it's, uh, if you think you are enlightened, go spend a week with your family. <laughs> oh, man, that guy knows. Um, yeah, so this can definitely be a challenging and trying time for a lot of people um, who have complicated relationships with their families. And uh, I love that Rondas quote because it basically is an invitation to check in with yourself to, to see where your heart boundaries are. And, uh, obviously, you know, be safe and don't just like try to push, 
push things to the edge and, and, uh, you know, be emotionally damaging to yourself. Um, but it is an opportunity to, to really (laughs) bring mindfulness to your heart and see where your ego chimes in (laughs) when you hear an opinion and you're like, that's not woke. I need to change that opinion. (laughs) Um, and so, and obviously like discourse is cool and stuff, but, um, yeah, you have different people with different value systems, uh, intermingling usually. Uh, and so, yeah, it can be a wild time, but, uh, Duncan Trussell did a monologue a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving where he basically was talking about kind of a similar thing that Ramdas was talking about of just saying like, you know, as opposed to like, there's, <laughs> there's sometimes a lot of like family members commenting on like your life choices and like, you're not asking for their commentary. And, and sometimes you you don't get the acceptance and uh, kind of wholesome love that, that, uh, you expect to get from a, a, a positive holiday. Um, as opposed to all those negative holidays. Um, but, uh, he was basically saying like, like if we can approach it with curiosity and compassion and attempt to observe the sort of like emotional birthplace of ourselves and, and, and try to see ourselves and why the way that we are in good ways and bad ways, just kind of from that terrain. And also the terrain has changed, but just basically to, to kind of see like, Hmm, like I can use this information to further understand myself and, uh, and to have bring a sense of compassion and understanding to those around me. Uh, and it's very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know, especially if people are getting fucking drunk and saying dumb shit. (laughs) That shit is challenging. Um, you know, and uh, we're we're making our own decisions out here. We're living our lives. We're we're doing our own things, and so a lot of times those choices can be in conflict with the choices of uh, you know, people around you and your family, and so. Part of it is an exercise in, in self-confidence. Uh, I have so many memories in my youth of uh, trying to impress family members at uh, Thanksgiving, you know, as I was as a, a young teenager trying to scramble together an identity, just being roasted so hard by uh, the wannabe comedians that comprise my family. And, and many of them are fucking way funnier than I am and, and just absolutely hilarious. Uh, but... <laughs> There's a bit of a sport uh, of, uh, yeah, of roasting. And uh, it really bummed me out as a kid, you know? <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm just trying to figure out who I am, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got tight pants on. <laughs> Big flipping deal. Anyways, I clearly have some built-up emotional shit. <laughs> but no, so Thanksgiving was a time when I would kind of check in with myself and and I've grown less self-conscious over the years and uh you know uh you can't please everybody you know everyone's got different value systems so 
just when you're when you're evaluating yourself if, if if that comes to mind just keep that in mind you know that oh uh like according to one man's value systems i uh might be killing it and according to a different person's value systems i might be like a fucking joke dummy bad person uh so just make sure that you are judging yourself on things that you deem important and not things that other people deem important uh that being said i fucking love you um and uh go forth and 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 spread love and joy and gratitude and if you get a chance to tell the people in your life that you care about them fucking do it you won't regret it i guarantee it um and uh also donald trump uh issued a thing today where he was basically being like saudi arabia what a a bunch of good guys uh mbs the crown crown prince uh, saudi arabia uh, mohammed bin salman uh, he uh, didn't do nothing wrong. Maybe I don't know. Uh, he, he's uh, responding, of course, to the controversy of the uh, horrendous, horrific uh, murder and dismemberment of uh, Saudi journalist um, Michelle Khashoggi, who wrote for the Washington Post. And uh, if you're not familiar with the story, there's a lot of great uh, writing on that out there. Um, but basically, he was critical of. Uh, the uh, Saudi uh, leadership, and uh, but because he was a, a, a patriot and he really cared about the direction of the country, and so he spoke truth to power uh, in an attempt to bring about change. And uh, he was uh, horribly murdered, and uh, evidence suggests that uh, not only did MBS know about it, but he perhaps directly called for it because uh, Khashoggi was one of his more vocal critics. Um, and so that's fucking frightening, you know. First of all, that that can happen, and that 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 happens all the fucking time around the world. Um, and so, like, man, like, like, like calling out fucking tyranny and, and authoritarianism and fascism and shit is important, and it's important to remember that some people literally fucking die because of it. Um, but that didn't, you know, like the. That, that that risk never fucking kept him from uh, pursuing his work, and that's really fucking awesome. And it was really just like uh, another like fucking moral embarrassment to have the White House and the President of the United States be like, "Oh yeah, these guys are cool, and we're we're backing Saudi Arabia uh, because we're gonna kind of like overlook this murder thing." <laughs> because they buy a lot of guns from us. That's that's fucking real, guys. Like go read the statement. It it it, it like basically it's just like like turns it into I don't know like too much about like the conflict in Yemen. I know it's very complicated, but I know it's basically like Iran like backing the the Houthi people in there and like fighting Saudi Arabia. A lot of fucking American-made bombs that are being dropped on innocent people over there. Um and uh yeah, you have this corrupt uh, uh, government that's murdering journalists, and uh, Donald Trump was like, uh, really like inflating tons of numbers to uh, suggest that that our relationship was a lot more beneficial than it actually is. Like he was saying that we're making a lot more money from selling them arms and creating a lot more jobs than we actually are, and that's been fact checked by the Washington Post. Um, yeah, so fucking. Fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That's a bummer. Um, anyways, uh, nothing new, just uh, an interesting development. And uh, 
I am inspired by journalists like Jamal Khashoggi. And uh, so in the spirit of calling out truth to power, uh, you, you know, uh, we uh, can't really stand for this type of shit. And it's it's weird because... <laughs> Like fucking Lindsey Graham, who I think is a dumb piece of shit idiot, <laughs> who's a senator, uh, who's just like a petty, like, especially during the fucking Kavanaugh hearing, like he was like all indignant and being like, this is freaking oh, the liberals like being mean and like, and he did this whole like dumb, like petty ass thing. So I think he sucks and I'm like not a fan of his, <laughs> but he has been pretty vocal about, uh, you know, uh, imposing sanctions on Saudi Arabia and, and and walking back our relationship with them. So it is weird to agree with someone that you don't respect. Because <laughs> I don't respect that fucking dude one bit. But I uh, uh, I think he's got it right in this in this situation. And you know what? Like I wish I wish we saw more of that. Sometimes I'll see like uh, like Donald Trump also passed some like criminal justice reform. Um, that, that seems to be positive, um, in like, uh, allowing more judicial review. And I think like lowering mandatory minimum sentences, I got to do more research on what exactly that, that it is. Um, but there's like a tendency in me as a, as a liberal to, to say like, it's Trump. So fuck you. Like, so it's so fuck you, you know? Um, cause he's done a lot of, of harmful shitty things. Um, Anyways, oh boy, guys, <laughs> this is, I'm getting all this stuff out before Thanksgiving, so I don't have to fucking talk about it with uh, family members. <laughs> oh, so I can just sit back, observe, and do crosswords on my phone. Guys, we got a great episode for you today. Brandon Woodward, this episode is recorded a while ago, back in uh, July, maybe. So it's from a while ago, but it's with a... Uh, a really cool uh, musician named Brandon Woodward, really cool person. Um, who's an incredible drummer and producer and songwriter and stuff. And he's in a band called Fine, F-E-I-N, all caps, little I. And um, they put out a record called Little Homes uh, that I heard when I was in college and they had just graduated. And uh, I just remember hearing it and, and my mind kind of being blown and being like, whoa, this is so interesting and there's so much uh fascinating stuff happening musically but it's also so inviting and there, there's so much to latch on to uh on first listen and the sounds are all super interesting anyways um i'm gonna play a song of theirs at the end so stick around for that but uh you can also find all of their music online i'll include links in the description of this episode um but yeah we had a, a wonderful conversation and uh what a wonderful guy. And uh, so here's that conversation. Uh, we talk about music. I think we talk about politics a little bit. We talk about family and stuff and relationships and whatever. Um, it's just your classic HSTT stuff that you guys love so much. So anyways, without further ado, here's the episode. Everyone is great. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Hooray. We did it. Happy 
We're doing it, man. Brandon, thanks for coming over, man. Thank you for having me. How do you usually spend your uh, Saturday mornings? Like, what would you be doing if you weren't here? Um, usually, I've been doing a lot of um, like succulent collecting. I, I started getting into that recently. Yeah, so I like uh, I like going to different nurseries and stuff and seeing what's there. And um, I've been trying to. It's surprisingly hard to find pots that you like that have uh, the like tray underneath that like come with it. Mm. I had no idea that would be a problem, but uh, so you go to different nurseries. <laughs> yeah, just like go like, around and, and and see what's around because I I've done right. very little. I'm I'm still like getting into it and learning. Yeah, but, like, I wouldn't know where to go other than Trader Joe's outside right, yeah, Trader they, Joe's. They've got some nice stuff, but um, yeah, apparently, I again I, I'm very very new to this, but people like they're they're like whole like little communities based around like rescuing succulents from like WalMarts and like. Uh, oh, and stuff where they're like, oh, just, really? Yeah, because they're just like indoors and they like need sun apparently, and so they just oh, go whoa. in there like these are dying, so they just buy a bunch of succulents and then like this rehab them. Know. Yeah, I had no idea. Well, uh, it seems like a noble thing. Yeah, seems like a thing to do. Hell yeah! So how does it work when you go to a nursery? Uh, I, I mean, I usually just look around for things that I'm like, that's a cute plant. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just gonna pick it up if I. And are they loose? They have no pots, no homes. They, I mean, they they come in these like little um, like plastic containers usually, okay. and then you like take them home and then wait a couple of days and put them in a, a You're pot trying to of your own. Them. Yeah, adopt them in a way. I always think that you don't have to water succulents. Apparently, you do. forget that yeah. you do, and then they die. I I almost just did that with an air plant. You know what air plants? With an airplane? Yeah. Air, oh, air, air plants. Yeah, yeah. Why airplanes? <laughs> Who knew? Um, they don't get big enough to have people inside them. If you don't water them. Um, yeah, I I figured like air plant. You gotta just Boom. give it air, and it's yeah. good. But apparently, you Easy. gotta like soak it every week, mm. or, or like mist it every now and then. So I just had this air plant like sitting on my yeah. window, so it was just dying. <laughs> I had no idea. I wonder if like the low maintenance plants actually probably die first because you think yeah. they're no maintenance, mm. and maybe if you had like a more responsibility plant, be. you'd be more on top of it. If it yelled at you more, yeah, you'd, you'd know when to feed it. Yeah, I'm nervous to get a plant. Like, I, my friend has a plant. I just saw her apartment the other day, and she had, like, a nice... I don't know anything about names of plants. I think it was a fern or something. Mm, ooh. But it looked... Does that sound like... A, that's a plant for sure. Yeah. It was, like, billowing out. <laughs> it had, like, long... I don't know plants very well. <laughs> it had the leaves. It had, it had one of them yeah. stems. What is your... So you had a podcast. We were talking just before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I tried to look for it because I wanted to listen to it because I was like, oh, I want to listen. I remember you had a podcast and I was like... Yeah, I like... Listen. So I think technically Luke had a podcast and then okay. I was like uh, uh, the the shrub, I guess, of that. Right. But um, uh, that yeah, that... Was that like, a Harmontown reference? It, it was a Harmontown Whoa! reference. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah that's, I love Harmontown. I have a Harmontown poster right there on the wall. That, that, oh man it made me feel right at home heck yeah it's very good um yeah that was that was like a, a semi-recent discovery for me over like the last year armantown like, yeah yeah uh, uh, i don't know if do you know will oaken at all or yes a yeah little bit. he he um got me into that and uh did you see that movie yeah yeah it's, it's great it's wonderful yeah it's a, it's a good thing but i, I started listening to it backwards because like it's right starts, yeah know, yeah, it yeah. Doing the most recent episodes yeah so, like, Maybe like beginning of last year, or beginning of this year, I guess it started. Yeah, and then like went as far back as I could without getting um, FOMO for the new episodes. Yeah, and uh, 
I'm gonna have to finish that at some point, but dude, uh, yeah. it's a journey, and I'm it's very it's, good. I'm stoked for you. Like I was, uh, I was doing it. Like I started listening to it a couple years ago, um, and I like didn't know anything about his life really. Mm-hmm. So he like starts out dating Aaron McGathy, mm. and then they get engaged, and then they get married, and then oh, they get man. divorced. And I was like following it all oh. in retrospect. Oh man! So that was wild. Did you go from like the beginning to now? Or yeah, well, I okay. I started at like the be I did like a week, so I like fell into it like in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. then I went back. But then I would still listen to the new ones. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. I was kind of working through the back catalog, yeah. um, can't stick current. You gotta know yeah. what's going on in the world. But I was in uh, Ireland last year, and Erin uh, McGathy has her own amazing podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I got to interview her. That's very cool. And she's just like a very incredible person. Yeah. And so that's awesome. It was uh, it was definitely wild, like having listened to her voice on podcasts many times. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's got to be a trip. Where in Ireland? Was yeah, that? she was in Dublin. She just moved to Dublin. Um, cool. I didn't know. Yeah. That. And apparently there's a very booming stand-up comedy scene over there that she's hmm. killing. Um Very cool. What were yeah. what were you doing in Ireland? I was farming. I was doing like a have you ever heard of woofing? Uh not in this context. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a volunteer farm thing. Okay. All right. I think it stands for worldwide opportunities for organic farming. Nice. And so you like a double W at the beginning? Yeah, two W's. Wolf woofing. Wolf woofing. Yeah. Very cool. It's, um, yeah, it's cool. It's You just go and you stay on people's farms and then you, uh, like, they feed you and they give you a place to stay for free. Very and cool. then, like, I think it's like four or five hours a day, five days a week, you do farm stuff. Nice. You know? That's awesome. I've yeah. only ever heard of that called farm stay, which sounds a lot more like yeah, hand to mouth, I guess, <laughs> like a, of a term. Oh, like farm stay, right? Stay at a farm. Yeah, makes sense. But woofing, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was I did it over there. One farm was great. One farm was terrible. Oh no! I ended up leaving the second farm. Oh man! Um, what what makes a farm great versus terrible? The host. It was just this like a wonderful woman that I got along with, hmm. and like we just it was just me and her in this house, and, uh, and we were just like working on this vegetable garden, and we would just, we just got along very well. Okay. And the second guy was just like very bad at communicating his needs, you know? Oh, and so he kind of made it seem like I could kind of wake up when I wanted and do my work when I wanted. But and then he was so. like secretly resenting me for oh, not no. getting up at a certain time. Oh man. How and did that express? Did he that just told me one day, he oh. said, it's not working out. <laughs> and oh, so no. we like broke up. <laughs> oh, I still had like a month left in Ireland. Oh geez. And so I had been to this music town called Galway. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I went back and there's like a very avid busking community there. And I had brought my guitar. So I was able to like busk during the day and then like, like stay at a hostel or something. And then I ended up making some friends and that's made it work for a second. But it was an adventure. I'm really glad because yeah, that guy sucked. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad it uh, turned around. No. Yeah. Anyways, that was a detour. I wanted to hear about this podcast, your podcast history. Yeah, so, so it's it, not your podcast. It's not it's not technically my podcast. You're the you're the Rob Schraub of this podcast. <laughs> I can only aspire. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I I can't remember when the last one we did was. It's been a while, um, right? But uh, that was fun. We we wanted to so we we have a recording space out in, yeah in Westlake, and um, we wanted to kind of use that to just have people over and hang yeah and like it's it's harder than we thought it would be to to just say like come hang yeah it makes it easier to be like. <laughs> 
here's a directed activity like right come participate yeah rather like, than be like eat totally yeah just want to come sit with me right like it's fine yeah but it's like an excuse yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, having a cup of coffee or something right, right. yeah yeah it's a it's a thing to do where can um, i find it like i i looked for a while <laughs> yeah um i honestly i don't know offhand i think it's on youtube okay. actually yeah because we filmed them uh, so i think it might be up there do you know what it's called <laughs> um it's been so long i can't I can't remember what the official title of it was. I've just been thinking about like Luke Walton talks Lakers. So I keep, yeah. keep wanting to say like, it's called Luke Walton talks Lakers. Right. And uh, we talk to our musician friends about <laughs> non-sports things. Uh, so I, I, I'll find out for you. Yeah. No worries. I'll look if you find out, let me know. Cause I'm curious to hear it. Yeah. Um, but podcasts, listening to them, you listen to Harmontown. Yep. What other podcasts do you listen to? Um, I got really into snap judgment. Um, a while ago. Never heard of it. Glenn Washington. Uh, WNYC Studios. Heck yeah. Um, that one's really fun. It's like storytelling. People just yeah. tell stories and then um, you just listen to them. It's really fun. Um, what other ones? There's a ton. I, I, I like uh, This American Life is Good. Um, but that's like a very staple. Like Yeah. I actually haven't listened to it. Yeah. It's, which well, is, I definitely should at some point. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good like, I feel like it's kind this of is what podcast. Yeah. This is what a podcast like newsish show can be right um um there was a really i got really into this uh like sort of documentary podcast called heaven's gate on the mm-hmm. heaven's gate cult which was real fascinating well it's it's quite a ride cult um, documentary podcast yeah that sounds pretty good very cool um I, I started listening to last podcast on the left but i haven't really gotten that deep into it yet I what's think that it's, it's like a um politics uh not quite although pots of america is very cool um it's it's like a um pick a murder it's like a, a true crime oh it's like true crime comedy in a way where they just right. like joke around about stuff that's very dark yeah for like two hours at a time and so it's it's uh it's good for drives dude heck yeah. Uh, yeah i got all these new podcasts I can listen it's to. fun yeah righteous man yeah but what have you been up to these days Oh boy. Um, playing the drums, producing the things. Playing the drums, producing the things. Um, it's It's been... So like going going into college was very uh, directed for me of like, I'm going to be a drummer, I'm going to play drums, and I'm going to do like sessions and tour. Okay. And like, what, four years out now, like mm-hmm. uh, I don't play that much anymore. Like I, I, yeah, I, I play when I can. I, I like keep up with it, but most of it, like as far as like the recording process goes, because I'm like producing a lot more than I'm like doing session work or like yeah. touring. I, I pretty much tour with like one group, um, but it's it's mostly like sound design, and so I got really into that and like found that as like a secondary passion. And so yeah. like, to like playing a like drum set all at once. Right, it's really fun for me. Right, but like I just I don't know for the the way that like my process has kind of evolved, it it's become a lot more fun to listen to it or work on it if I like do one thing at a time and then put them together later. Right, and like that makes its own challenge of like making it sound like I didn't do that. Yeah, basically because I want things to sound cohesive and like human. Yeah, but it's been like way more fun for me to just like take each piece of what would normally be a whole and then like right. make each part of it interesting like mm-hmm. within the context of itself of like, I want to be able to listen to that, like 
tom or that kick or something on its own and like be interested in it yeah like that's that's been a really fun thing and i definitely went overboard with that in the beginning of like (laughs) everything's demanding my attention when i listen to it and then i can't listen to anything and uh it it gets overwhelming when everything is the focal point so that Mm -hmm. definitely was a learning curve but it's um i don't know it's it's kind of evolved from like an instrument to like a set of uh or like a palette i guess right like anything can be any part of a kit basically right right uh, yeah, when did you get into recording and things like that? Um, right towards the end of college. So like I, I was in a, a band with Luke, actually. That was the first um, yeah. like really intense thing that we'd done together. We'd played together. And did you guys stuff, meet in college? Yeah, we met in college. We met um, the summer before my freshman year. Do you know uh, Barry Harris? Yes. Yeah, we, we I knew Barry from before from this thing uh, called Grammy Camp that we did together. And um, when uh, like I was... I had like committed to going to USC and stuff. And yeah. so I was like, Barry, I'm coming. And he was like, cool. I'm playing in a band. I have a band and, uh, do you want to play with me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Luke was playing guitar in that project. And so oh, that yeah. was like the first time we kind of played together there. Yeah. And then, uh, I think my sophomore year, like summer after my sophomore year, I think we ended up playing, um, for this other project that like we really were intensely, um, involved in like, uh, arranging and producing and and um we got like to work together really uh, yeah. closely on that and like did a lot of commuting together like i didn't have a car at school but he right. did so like he would drive me to like rehearsals and things yeah and yeah yeah meetups and stuff so we spent a lot of time just like sitting in la traffic and, right like, found out that we got along really well and, yeah like, it, was, it was really fun like so we started like looking forward to sitting in traffic which was really yeah. weird so that was we took that as a good sign and right. uh, yeah so that kind of became the like basis of our uh, like friendship and partnership it was like uh-huh. th- like getting to the places where we're working is really fun and then when we get there to work it's still really fun so yeah. we just like continued that after that project um, ended and uh, started doing what we're doing now and but we, we yeah when uh, did the fine thing start that started right at the end of my uh, senior year okay and so that was um, we had started writing together um, right around then we we're like this mm-hmm. is really fun too because yeah. Prior to that, we'd done like arranging and some producing together, mm-hmm. but we hadn't really like sat in a room and written just the two of us. Right. And it went really well. It was really fun. And um, we needed to record it. Yeah. And didn't have any money. And we had some friends that were in like recording programs at like LMU and um, the, they were like super cool with us and, and helped us um, track our first stuff. But we like started learning about like what was going on during the recording process by right. doing that and just kind of like trying it. Yeah. And so we kind of best like, way to cut your teeth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we decided like, let's try to build a recording space and then like brute force our way into knowing how to do it. Yeah. So we're just like, let's make a record and yeah. let's make it really long and just learn how to record while we're doing that. Right. So we just kind of used ourselves as guinea pigs and, um, that's the best. Yeah. There's one thing to like watch YouTube videos or like, right. Which we did a in lot of classroom. Yeah, but, for sure. But to put it into practice and then yeah. see if, like it doesn't work in this room or right. it doesn't work with my voice. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's also specific to what's in front of the microphone and what the microphone it is and what that's going into and like whatever. But the, the, like, yeah, it's, uh, that's how we learned pretty much. We had a lot of really, um, really nice uh mentoring um mm-hmm. along the way for sure yeah but uh yeah it um it was definitely a, like like run into a wall as many times as you can until it like becomes a door yeah kind of thing. and um 
Yeah, we're here now. And so how does the dynamic between you and Luke sort of play out in the studio? Um, very fluid. Yeah. Um, so we both play a lot of instruments uh-huh. and, and cover a lot of ground. So we can we can both kind of contribute whatever idea we have at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've gravitated towards certain things. Like I, right. I tend to do a lot of drum things. Although we are doing a, a release uh, coming up soon, I think, um, where Luke played drums on it. Wow! So that's exciting. I'm, I'm yeah. really proud of that. Very nice. cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been like teaching each other our, our primary instruments. So he'll like. Yeah, guitar things and I'll yeah, some drum things and because you guys but, do uh, your own artist project, fine, and then you produce for other people like as a team, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 do our own thing, um, and then we'll also like write with or produce or or record or kind of anything anyone needs, basically. Right. Yeah, because um, we've we've realized like in doing all those things for ourselves, we had just learned how to do them all. Right. So we felt weird not like either sharing that or just like helping other people out. that yeah. are around and um, like maybe need uh space to do that or a, another set of ears or something or yeah. just a place to record and um so yeah we opened that up to like everybody all our friends and we yeah. started making friends outside of our immediate community right, right. that and so it's been really fun yeah we we have a a door that uh has a lot of weird um history for us but it's just like really heavy like 700 pound door yeah um, that's like supposed to be soundproof on the back end of our uh, tracking room mm-hmm. and um when we were installing it it like slipped off of the um frame and like just crushed luke's foot oh just no completely broke it and it was really gnarly and scary jesus christ and uh we kept the door so yeah. <laughs> to, to like reclaim it basically we just yeah. had everyone that comes through <laughs> sign it so we yeah. like yeah, it's like it's like signing a cast kind of right way. but like if the cast had broken your arm i guess right there's so yeah. weird kind of circular thing but yeah uh, it's like filling up with signatures now and it's like That's it, every time we go in there it's very like oh, yeah remember everybody right like, yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah it's very fun but um yeah the, i think the whole kind of jumping off point for us that like we do the reason why we do a lot of the things that we do is just to like build more community around it and so, like, mm. as far as the podcast went and, yeah. like, recording and producing and writing and just doing kind of everything that we do is we really wanted to kind of tie communities together and just kind of build right. links for things. And, yeah. Um, hopefully we're doing that. Yeah. But, uh, Hell fun. yeah, man. That's awesome. Are you guys planning any shows coming up or touring? Um, I know you put some new music out recently. We did, yeah, and we're we've been primarily studio focused for the yeah. the fine thing for a while. So we're we're definitely itching to get back out for live. We don't mm-hmm. have anything on the books right now, but we're we're um, doing a lot of recording. Yeah, so we're we're doing a bunch of releases before the year ends, which is nice because nice. we've we've been like holding off on that because yeah, we, we were stuck in sort of limbo of like, are we going to partner with? this person or we're going to do something with that person. What's right. off on releasing this until we know. Yeah. And we just got kind of tired of waiting. So we're just not going to anymore. Yeah. Cause that's, it's, it's been a weird, uh, you mean like a record company or like PR sort of, people? Yeah, or just like kind of individual people that are like, we want to yeah. help. And like, right. Whether we, you know, end up vibing with that or not, or whether it feels like the right thing for the, the yeah. moment. It's releasing it's been, music is such a, fucking mystery you know <laughs> truly it truly yeah. is yeah like we <laughs> we've we've got uh how do you guys approach it how do you guys has it the approach changed or is it just i mean we try to be as like reactive and predictive as possible yeah um and try to tailor it to what's going on but like we've 
we're it's weird i feel two ways about our spotify numbers and that like they're way better than they should reasonably be uh but also i want like way more so <laughs> it's, it's yeah i can't complain but i'm right. also like very motivated but it's it's definitely like a carrot that i got to yeah. bite once right <laughs> like, yeah i know what the carrot tastes like i don't even have to imagine it so yeah. i i, I want to keep you know growing more carrots i want totally. i want a carrot farm now like the balance of gratitude and ambition yeah totally that's that's a big thing but carrot like carrot farm yeah i can't want the carrot farm for sure <laughs> i want to i want to sell carrots yeah absolutely is that where your heart sits primarily is the, is the fine project uh i think so yeah, yeah. i mean I, yeah. I i feel very connected to most things that we do um, yeah but that one i think gets me the most excited that that definitely like, yeah of all the things that could get me out of bed, I think that one will get me out quickest. Yeah. And so that's heck yeah. That's kind of yeah. I guess that is where where the heart lies. Yeah. Um. But it's it's not. I don't know. It's it's interesting thinking about why that is because like mm. I think it's I think it's just that I get to participate in all pieces of it. Right. Where like those when I do those things for other people, I'm just as excited about it. And like, that's, that's still like when I get to write with another artist or I get to produce another artist, like yeah. I'm still as like amped about it as I am when I do it for fine. Yeah. But like, I think, I mean, like Luke's my favorite person to work with. So that's, that definitely helps where it's just like, yeah, we get to produce my favorite client for yeah. a while, which is just like the thing that we make. It's like neither one of us, but it's some right. kind of amalgam of both. But like those feelings carry over for me for other uh, projects. And mm. so I'm not entirely sure why fine is the like kind of baby of my life, but like, right. I guess it is. Yeah. In some ways. And do you, do you ever produce independently? Um, we've, we've done a little bit of that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I, uh, Luke's done that for a couple artists, but I'm, I've, most of where I've done that is in like, uh, we do, we do a lot of like commercial music for like, yeah. like ad campaigns and stuff. Mm-hmm. and um either like i'll be traveling or luke will be traveling and stuff and so we'll get a call for something and then right. we'll be like one of us is here so one of us will kind of take the, yeah. the lead on that and just kind of make a thing and so that's been my right. most of my experience of yeah. like sit alone and make something alone i've never i've never really done that yeah and that's that's something that i'm, I'm very aware of it's like i've always been part of partnerships right that's something i've kind of gravitated towards yeah is it like, is working alone something you have any interest in I think primarily out of just like a like an exploration curiosity. Right. Yeah, it, it's I not because really, nothing's not working. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't have a ton of drive to like change what's happening. Yeah. Or, yeah. or really to be like, uh, I made this because I'm always really right. impressed by people that like made the whole thing. And there like, wow, is you, that you did a really cool thing. There. Yeah. I don't know if that's like an American thing or what it is. I'm not but sure. There's like, yeah. hey, I play drums on this and I fucking like, right, yeah. I'm Elliot Smith Prince. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Elliot Smith Prince. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to my carriage farm. I'm Elliot Smith Prince. <laughs> Find your motivation here. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't really have a ton of, um, drive to kick everyone out of the room. Yeah. Like, I, I like having, um, voices that I think are cooler than me, and uh, because I think there there are a lot of them, yeah. Um, and so I I feel weird like discarding that or, or right. putting that aside, but at the same time I do have a lot of like respect and and um, I'm very impressed by people that can just like sit down in a room and make a thing that I'm like 
yeah blown away by on, on many fronts right we're like sounds really cool and the songs really cool and like yeah everything is neat and everything came from one place like i think that's insane like, yeah it's very cool so oh, yeah. I, i'd like to see if i can do that right but that's kind of where my curiosity comes from is yeah like, can i, <laughs> I don't know. there was a um i saw chris Thiele play with brad meldow mm. um and in the like the music program he was talking about different kinds of like performances and he was like relating to like playing with a band like having like a big dinner party or something like that and mm-hmm. then doing like a duo as like a great like going to dinner with like one person you know oh, cool. and then like a solo show is like oh like sitting at a bar like reading a book or something like that like they're all like they have their own sort of things you know that's neat like yeah that. and so it was a really cool sort of analogy um, neat because I always find when I'm working on something like if I'm by myself, obviously lonely, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing thing to say while like smiling. <laughs> obviously, you know, crippling <laughs> existential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no support system. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just yeah, it's it's hard to have that objective. You're like, is this terrible? Yeah. Is this really bad? Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's nice to just be able to move quickly, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to having to co-sign things. Yeah. Um. But then obviously you, it's harder to transcend from your own little fucking thing, you know? Sure. Without yeah. having somebody to throw the ball back and forth. Right. And like get excited about like, oh, look at this thing rather than just being all yeah. claustrophobic. Yeah. That's definitely way more nerve wracking for me to be like, look at this thing once it's done rather than right. like, look at this thing. What can we build off of it? Yeah. Like, it's still like a living process. I, I feel way more comfortable like involving other people in that stage of it rather yeah. than being like, here's a thing I made Here, yeah. here's a kid I raised. Do you get along with it? Like that seems crazy to me. <laughs> that's, that's so much pressure. Right. So right. I, I, I have a lot of, um, I'm impressed by people who are brave enough to do that. That's, that's yeah. pretty wild. So like you're playing a lot of drums in college. You go and you're like, I'm drums guy. Yeah. Um, in high school drums guy, also drums guy. Yeah. Like, How did drums start? Um, so my mom is a musician, all her siblings are musicians, my grandparents are musicians and they like had a family band forever and that was how, like partially how they made their living. Um, yeah. so they, they all like, went, like, I think when they would turn like four or something, they'd join the band and then like go play professionally in their community and they're from Whoa. a really small town in the desert. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's just something I grew up with basically. Just, Did like, you grow up in the desert too? I, uh, for the first like two years of my life yeah i was in like palmdale um and then we left palmdale and uh we're not there anymore um we went to westlake village so we're Mm. out there it's the hometown heck yeah and um it's very different it's a lot greener right it's it's a lot less uh obviously a desert yeah uh they hide that better in westlake um but uh, yeah i I grew up with them just playing music all the time and having always played music their whole lives so yeah they grew up with it and then i grew up with them having grown up with it basically yeah and um i started my mom started me playing piano because she she was a singer and keyboard player in the band Mm -hmm. and um so that was like how what she knew how to teach right uh, like me and my sister and so we started on piano it's just you and your sister as far as the siblings just the two yep she older younger Uh, she's older cool and um yeah, so we, we started on that and then like yeah. my uncle is a drummer and uh <laughs> Ringo's also a drummer 
And uh, I was, I grew up with um, the Beatles as like a favorite right. band. And uh, the face <laughs> you made made it seem like that occurred to you just now. <laughs> My God. Shit. I just Ringo. put something together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to share this. No, I, sorry. Let me finish like, your point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I grew up watching the Beatles movies. And like that was, those right. were like the, the musicians that I saw play outside of my family, basically. Because right. like I didn't see. I, I wasn't like looking at like yeah. live acts or anything. I right. haven't been to a concert yet. So it was but like, like the Beatles movies and your uncle. Right. Yeah. And like, I like, have you seen the, the help movie? It's, I don't think I have. It's quite good. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there, there's like a, a scene in there where they're like playing in a field and uh, there are a lot of close-ups of uh, Ringo's hi-hat moving around. Mm-hmm. And I like three or four year old me like, did not understand the, the mechanics of a hi-hat. Right. And I was fascinated by it. I was yeah. very, very curious to know how like moving your foot that way made yeah. something go up and down. Right. It didn't make any sense to me just looking at it. Right. Yeah. And it's all internal. So like you right. have to feel it to really understand like what's going on there. Yeah. And I hadn't, and I was like really fixated on that. Yeah. And so like that, I think that kind of got me thinking about right. drums and I didn't end up actually starting to play them until I was in like sixth grade or something. Right. And, um, it just kind of clicked. Yeah. That was, that was it. But um, yeah, from there up to college, totally was like drums, drummer, everything drums. That's all yeah. I want to do. Playing in bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as much as I could. There wasn't a ton of that. I, I did a lot of jazz primarily before right. uh, college. That was, I was I thought I was going to go to school for jazz and really? be all about that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did the Grammy camp thing in, in high school mm-hmm. and like met a bunch of the people I ended up going to school with. Right. And like, met Chris uh, Sampson there. Yeah. Was like, oh, this is, it was hosted at USC. So I was right. like, oh, I like it here. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, they're going to start this thing called the pop program. Right. Um, and it sounds cool. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Check it out. It's like what I did before. I liked what I did before. Yeah. I think I'm going to try that. And then uh, yeah. slowly, slowly over the last like year of high school realized like I want to do more than Spang Lang. And right. Uh, so that was a, like a divergence from yeah the, it was it was a yeah. diversion so like every every like major thing that's clicked for me has been like a change of path basically really so like, yeah i i kind of diverted from jazz i still really like it but uh i've expanded my like listening palette and and right. um, Were you listening things to mostly like to jazz i was listening to a lot of jazz uh in high school before right. that i was listening to like <laughs> i was listening to beatles I was listening to mariah carey yeah gloria stefan um prince and uh like michael mcdonald and just like a bunch of yeah. that stuff right and uh because that was my favorite my, my parents favorite music yeah 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 and i loved it all and uh i got super into jazz because i got super into drumming and i got right. super into like technical playing yeah. and stuff and who were the drummers that were making you very excited um well, I, I started taking lessons in high school with a guy named greg bissonette and uh he got me into just like listening to everything and uh, he's 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 like an encyclopedia of like music history and like who was here and who was where and what yeah. year this happened and like right. it it was, it was such an education with that but I, I ended up like not getting that excited about drummers right which is something that clicked for me in college when I got really excited about like singers and yeah like, yeah yeah bass players right and like producers and people that like yeah m- made the product basically right. or like yeah, things yeah, that yeah. things that uh drums were a vehicle like were a vehicle for drums basically right and like 
I, I know it's definitely underselling what drums and drummers can do, but I like. No, I feel you're, yeah. you're listening to records and going like, I love this recording. Yeah. How yeah. did it get to be this way? Right. And yeah. so I, I ended up being kind of a bad student of like, here's my favorite drummer. Here's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, played on that record. Like, yeah. oh, oh, Max Roach. <laughs> and like things like obviously people are, those people are very impressive and they've, yeah. they've, they've earned their clout for sure. But like, yes. I ended up getting excited about yeah. like. Did you feel out of place among other drum students? That I did, were like, yeah, in a, in a oh, way. Because like, it, yeah. it felt very like tunnel vision-y in a way, in, in yeah. like a way that I definitely don't want to condemn. Right. Where like, that's definitely necessary if that's the thing that like For resonates sure. with you, where you yeah. really want to be like a master of that specific craft. Yeah, and that's like, also like a thing at music school. Like if you're right. in that camp, it's like, yeah. oh man, like here's my what I think is here's cool. my curriculum. Right. Yeah. Here's, yeah, here's yeah, the yeah. thing that I'm going to either put together for myself or have put together for me. And yeah. those are both, they're all very useful. Um, yeah. but I think I ended up feeling like alone or isolated. They didn't do enough for me to like really yeah. invigorate. Like I want to make something right. And I wasn't getting enough of that feeling from like, I want to play like drums in a, in, in a uh, band or something or in like, yeah. Uh, especially really like hopping around between touring acts. Like that was something I really thought I wanted to do. Uh-huh. Um, but the more I like got closer with that and tried it out and like did that, it felt less uh, fulfilling to me because I really? wanted, yeah, I wanted to like contribute like personality or vibe and that like, right. That I think uh, I learned a lot of uh, lessons through that, through that, like, mm-hmm. um, trait I guess that I had because like I didn't really think about that as like a potential negative in a touring mate right (laughs) like yeah a lot of times you'll want to just be there for the thing you're there for I guess or people will want you to be there for the thing that you're there for yeah and you're not really needed for anything else and that's that's fine that's the role and like yeah I didn't really feel like done when I was just doing that yeah I didn't feel fulfilled with that and um it took me a while to realize that, but uh, that was something that clicked in college where um, I wanted to do more things. Yeah. And um, being, I don't know, just being around people that did stuff that like I either didn't know how to do or knew a little bit how to do, but wanted to be better at. And then just being able to learn directly from them or just by like observing or, or, or playing with them and stuff like I, a big part of the reason I think that I sing now is that I ended up having to like surprise be a background vocalist for Caitlin Nody one time because yeah. I was playing in her band as like a percussionist and she had like Amon and uh, Shagoon uh, singing for her and those they're all like my favorite singers. Yeah. And so like I somebody like couldn't make the recording session or something mm-hmm. and it was this very like can you do it in 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go, go learn the part. Right. And like, and these I are mean, like singers. Yeah. They're yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're my idols of singing. Yeah. And like, I had to do it and I, I can't say I was great, uh-huh. but like I did it mm-hmm. and it went okay. And this like, is a studio situation. Yeah. It was like a live performance recording oh, okay. thing yeah, yeah, for yeah, Caitlin. Yeah. And I, I have no idea if she remembers this or not. But like that was so formative for me, right? And like it was, it was this big moment of like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is this is incredible. Right, I, I want to do this too. So you, you, that was like you got a kick from that where you were like, I definitely did. There's more here. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so like 
I was doing a lot of gigging as like a like percussion guy for right. a while at the time. And then like that kind of translated to like percussion and singing. Yeah. And then that led to me feeling like, well, I like singing more. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is something I want to do more. And so when that shift happened for me and Luke, where we were like writing together and, and, uh, to, I didn't really play guitar at the time when we were, mm-hmm. we were writing, uh, for the first time. So what I could contribute was like some, piano and melodies and, and lyrics and that was like a big time for me to like figure out what I actually sounded like when I sang because I I uh, it took a while to figure that out because I didn't I don't know I, I think I mimic really closely in my like uh, singing when I or I guess I did when I was learning how to do that and so like yeah I feel like that, that's but I, does it I, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, uh, it like went too far basically. Cause like mm. I'd, I'd grown up like just imitating voices and like right. getting good at that. And like, yeah. that was something that I like knew about myself is that I could just kind of like do stuff with my voice, but I didn't really know like what I brought to the table. Like it was, right. it was, it was always about like what I could, uh, take from somewhere else. Yeah. And so like. I started just kind of taking from all my friends in a way yeah. and just like singing into my closet and being like, how much like that person can I sound like? Yeah. And, um, I did that enough, I guess, where like just started to get comfortable pretending to be other people for a while, which is like mm-hmm. definitely, I, I've never talked to any of the people that I did that to yeah. about it. So that's probably going to be super uncomfortable <laughs> if any of them hear this, but like, uh, it took, um, starting to record myself to like right. get that I was not doing what I wanted to be doing as far mm. as like sounding like anything else or <laughs> like yeah. sounding like myself yeah, yeah, in any yeah. way. And so like that feedback process was huge. Like that's it, recording yourself is the best way to get better at anything. I think. Yeah. Performance wise. For sure. Cause you can hear everything you can hear yeah. what you're doing objectively and yeah. like, Oh, it's not what I thought it was or it's, it's, it's exactly what I thought it was, but it's yeah. not like the, Someone already did that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a big, a big moment for me. For yeah. Sure. Heck but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned, where are you about oh, to No, say? no, no. Totally. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm just curious about, cause you said you still do a little bit of touring. Is that with the RKCB guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and how is that? It's so much fun. Yeah. They're, they're such a fun uh, group of people to hang with and just like travel with. Right. That's, that's always the, the concern of like, I get along with this group of people. It's fun playing with them, but like, how's it going to be in a van going right. from like Seattle to Boston in three days? Right. Which we did once and it was insane. Um, and it's really fun. It's, it's been, there's been like zero, uh, uncomfortable moments in that. And like, great. I, that's, that's one of the first, uh, groups where I've felt like that. Where like, there's always been some kind of like, nobody's talking to each other today like in other touring situations right yeah but this one was very uh organic and felt very cool and chill and it was very fun yeah and it it, like we've done like international stuff and like things that would be really stressful for 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 anybody to go anywhere for any reason yeah there where there'd be like a lot of like logistics things that need to be figured out on the fly or like language barriers that need to be overcome and they've all felt very uh very comfortable and they're super talented people super fun to hang with and play with and and uh yeah really enjoy it yeah but that's kind of the only thing that i uh do outside of um fine as far as like side man stuff or side right. person stuff yeah um like i i i take 
stuff that's like more local for like people that I really enjoy being around or playing with. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I have I'm not like looking for agents or like yeah. looking for touring. Hop to on some tours. Yeah, yeah, not not really. It's it's yeah. I've, I've really started focusing that stuff on like either people I really like being around or or um like musical situations that I really believe in. Ideally, both. And right. I've been super lucky to get both. Like pretty much everything that I've yeah been play on for hell a while. yeah. Is touring with Fine something you'd want to do, or do you prefer yeah. it as a studio? Totally, I, I we're we're trying to gear into that. Um, obviously, it's a it's a money thing. Yeah, like as soon as we as soon as we can fund that stuff on our yeah. own, because like we've 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 felt the full force of independence um, for forever. Yeah. Of like we we got nobody. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's entirely <laughs> just us. Like it's we've we've had people that are helping us out along the way, and like yeah. people that are mentors, and right, and we've partnered with with like management companies and stuff along the way. But it's it's always kind of come back to uh, just us. Like, I'm sure it's freeing and terrifying. It's both, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think that combination is pretty necessary in in some ways. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, yeah, I definitely want to want to tour and go all over the place with that. But yeah, uh, it's I mean, it, it is also so fun to it's it's a really fun studio project. It's yeah. so much uh, like design and um, craft that goes into yeah. making these, these things that it's it's hard to be like, I'm going to put that down for a second and go somewhere right. else. But, it, yeah. we, you know, we're we're musicians. We're, we get that itch all the time. Yeah. To go play live and for and sure. Around. So you mentioned the commercial thing. Mm-hmm. You're like doing ad campaign music and things like that. Yeah. Um, is there can you speak maybe a little bit on the sort of balance between like doing things for hire mm-hmm. uh, that you need to do? Um, that can also be like fulfilling and cool. Yeah. And yeah. also the stuff that scratches that itch you were just talking about. Totally. Yeah. That was for sure a learning curve of like, uh, feeling like, well, we can, we know like commercial music is kind of lame, right? Like, you know, it's pretty, you know, pretty lame, but, uh, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Well, no, I mean, that's, I'm just saying like, like that was our mindset at right, the time. For sure. like, yeah. We'd, we'd learned a lot about how not like, like not yo, true gonna, that is. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, um, cause we, I, I for sure kind of went into that thinking like, uh, it's, you know, it's not about substance. It's about product. It's about selling. Right. Right. And right. And maybe I can change that. Just like, it sounds so stupid now, but like, I, I like, I, I definitely thought about like, kind of being subvertive or subversive in that way of like, right. I'll just make what I make, but take the lyrics out and people will like it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily true. Mm. <laughs> and uh, definitely learned that about like, so you were like still wanted to take an artful approach. Yeah. And that's, it's crushing because you can't, uh, I can't anyway, submit that stuff to like corporate need. Right. Or, like, um, committee feedback in in the way that commercial music has to be yeah. approved and like that's right that was definitely a problem on my end that's not a problem mm. with the industry because right. it's the product that needs to be delivered and so learning how to kind of divest i guess from like yeah like what does this 30 second instrumental mean to me right it doesn't really have to mean a ton to me other than like yeah uh, what do I want you to feel when you're hearing yeah. it? Whereas, and, like your artist thing, that's like it's like advantageous to put your whole heart into exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was like a big old smack. Um, of yeah. Like, uh, like uh, pride, I guess, in a way, right? Of like, 
that's this isn't the place for that right those, those have always been the like defining moments of like shame for me in my life yeah. where like i'll do something that i think is the right thing to do and be told yeah. this isn't the place for that <laughs> and like those are those are things yeah. that always like stick out to me of from like course. early childhood where i'll just be like oh my god no yeah oh this isn't the place for that like what other times oh man i don't know like if, if i was ever like like uh Oh God. Okay. I like, so first, I think my first like true memory of that was like, I had like in first grade, I had like switched schools yeah. and was told like, Oh, uh, this Friday, the kids are all going to bring something in that they, uh, enjoy and, um, bring something in that you enjoy. So I was like, sick. I'm all about Batman right now. Cause I'm like seven years old. So I'm going to bring in a, a, like a little Batman that I love. And I got there on, on that Friday, didn't know any of these kids yet. And everyone had like a presentation on like the Titanic or like there's all like educational things or like things they'd been oh, learning whoa. about. And I'm just sitting there with this like toy that I had brought in that I was like very connected to. Yeah. And was like taken aside and was like, this isn't, you know, time for that. This is, this is supposed to be, you know, school. Horrible. Yeah. And I was just like, that oh, sucks. Oh God, <laughs> you're right. You're so right. This oh is man. How did I read this wrong? I was like seven. And so like those, those yeah. are things that you, you know, given context are like, okay, yeah. I see how that mistake was made and, you know, learn from it. But like, you know, that'll a fundamental just, feeling of yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is what I care about. And it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that <exactly>. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like those are, you know, the stakes were low, thankfully, right. but you know, at the time I didn't know any bigger stakes. Well, so that was, seems like a misleading prompt. On it does. Yeah. I was <laughs> part of this. I was, yeah. They pranked me. They juked me. Yeah. But you, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like um do you ever feel like uh like is it ever a time thing where you're like oh man i'm putting too much time into the commerce stuff or like oh i'm not putting enough time like um yeah sometimes like we 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 navigated that i think maybe um halfway through last year one time where right. we're sitting there like because I think now we've gotten into a rhythm where we like know who we're working with on those things. And like yeah. we have production houses that like come to us with directed work and like it's fairly regular and it's really nice. Yeah. Um, but before that, we were just kind of making spec stuff like into the wind, basically. Yeah. Where we were like, this would be cool for this kind of commercial. Let's make a thing for that and then try to send it to people. And yeah. It, I, I mean, maybe it works that way, but it didn't for us. So there was like a moment where we were like trying to like rip off a song um, cause that's like a thing that you do, I guess, to like, when people don't want to license the original, you just like yeah. get a copy of it basically. Right. Yeah. So we were just like trying to predict that and be like, this song's popular. Let's try to make something that sounds like it. That's licensable. That's licensable. But nobody right. had asked us to do that yet. And so we were just sitting there like miserable, just trying to make a copy of this yeah. thing that we didn't really like. And we we're like, this is not a good use of our time. Right. Like, we, we should just be making something that we enjoy right now. Um, and if someone like, if we can get someone to ask us to make something, then we make that, but like put your time into get some, getting someone to ask you for, for us. Like that's how it worked for right. us. It was like yeah. emotionally, mentally, like we couldn't really do the, like make the thing that you hate until someone wants it. Like we needed someone to right. want it first and now it's fine. Yeah. Like now whatever we have to make, whether we enjoy it or not, it's, we don't really think about whether we enjoy it at the time. It's just right. like, a, like we get to make a thing and that's fun. It's its own yeah. fun challenge. How did you cross that threshold into getting to people to ask you to make a thing? Um, honestly, through word of mouth, like just yeah. through people that we like were hanging out with people we went to school with and just like, 
when other people get jobs <laughs> and yeah. like know about you and they're like, Hey, want to try a thing? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's very organic kind of stuff like that. And, uh, or I guess that's, that's a weird, it's both organic and inorganic. Cause right. like, I guess organic would be like the previous thing where like we made a thing, someone heard it and wanted it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. We didn't, we, <laughs> I, I tend to like very, um, narcissistically define organic as like I didn't pay someone to do this for me mm-hmm. and like that's definitely not a healthy answer to that because like that's you're in an industry like people are going to pay me to do things and I'm going to pay people to do things and right. that's okay yeah it's definitely okay yeah I mean like you know uh, what's his face this is oh man Michelangelo you know got yeah. commissioned to do the <laughs> totally. big old Sistine Chapel yeah you know <laughs> Really took me a second to <laughs> find that in my brain. <laughs> so it was a while ago. Some time has passed. Um, yeah, I just thank you for giving me some insight on this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, as a yeah. as a young person who enjoys making things and also wants to have not zero dollars. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you well, try try to strike that balance between yeah, your still super still cool, <laughs> you know, artist project and yeah, you're like. Yeah. <laughs> I want groceries, please. <laughs> right, yeah. We're we're at the point now where like we can have groceries. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's great. It's a milestone, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's fucking good. awesome. Yeah. Trying to trying to have like steady health insurance. Right. Like, trying to, yeah. Trying to get to a point where we can like not be scared all the time. But like it's yeah, it, it's a process and uh, right. I think we'll all we'll all get there, I think. Yeah. You were talking earlier about like uh, the Spotify numbers and like having had a taste of like, oh, people like the thing I make. Yeah. But also realize, but like, oh, I want more of it. You sure. Know? Yeah. And that's the thing I wrestle with a lot where it's like, I mean, not that I've really like had any success with anything, <laughs> but like knowing intellectually that it will never be fully satisfying the way I want it to. Yeah. But also trying to be like, well, there's got to be thresholds, you know? Sure. You know, like, it's, yeah. it would be certainly would be nice if, like, X, X amount of people were listening to it or, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it was a thing where, like, oh, these people are coming to shows and things like that. Totally. So yeah. it's weird to, to reconcile the sort of, like, oh, this is never going to fill my heart up entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also but being, stop, like, like, right, exactly. If it filled up entirely, I'd rather break and leak or, like, yeah. But st- still chasing, so chasing something that you know you're not going to get entirely, yeah. but still is, and to try to let what you do have be satisfying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's tricky. For sure, yeah. And it's, that's the thing, that's a good thing to, like, remind myself of. It's, like, every step of, like, getting to where we are now, which is, like, relatively a little better than nowhere, is, like, has been really fun and yeah. been really gratifying. So, like, all those tiny increments were, like, like, would make my day whenever I'd see, like, we got like 10 more people today and we're like, that's 10 people I've never met. And like, yeah. this, this is like the, those things blow my mind. And so like, yeah. I, I, I both can and can't imagine like really expanding those numbers right. to like insane things where they'd yeah. be completely unmanageable by anybody's like, like to actually sit down and think about having like, it's like, how many listeners does Drake have right now? It's like 60 million or something. 65 million. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. That would. I don't know what that would do to me. That would. Right. That would. I'd either die or become a monster or just like stop for a minute. <laughs> just like that's that's. I, I would start feeling like that's more people than are alive. Like that can't be true. <laughs> it can't be true. 
It's like, no, we're these are all fake. People. Yeah, these are all fake people. It's all yeah. a click farm. But uh, no, that that's that's both enticing and terrifying for me. Of that, like, yeah, the possibilities of just right. human number are yeah. insane, and and the fact that we what we do is sort of like open to that. I think any Weird. number over a thousand is pretty hard to comprehend <laughs> in any context. Yeah. <laughs> irresponsibly large number of people. Yeah. It's wild. So what besides like music and drums and things, like career things, fills up your time and, and thoughts hmm. and succulents? And succulents, yeah. I mean, that's, those are the big, what was that, four? Big, drums and big plants. Four. Drums and plants. We'll, we'll the call big it two. two. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll limit it to those. Let me reduce your life. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a drums and plants guy. What else is you? Who are you? Who am I? Without the plants, <laughs> I will not know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, hmm. You mentioned on the you, way over like, that you were. What were you about to say? Oh no, I was just going to try to like give myself some more parameters of like who am I? Like, what, yeah. Uh, like, do you mean like within like career things or just, no, like, just like general, what else you do what, what else, else is, do i do yeah or what else are you thinking about when you're not thinking about drums oh man so much uh politics right now yeah like because like i i live with my family right now i live at home and um constant uh uh news is constantly on and so there's yeah. constant streams of of um here's what's happening today here's what's happening today right here's here's what's ending today here's what here's why today is the last day and like it's just constant yeah. like oh god oh god oh god and that definitely fuels a lot of my like creativity for sure right but like outside of music outside of um plants that kind of like what's going on particularly in america right now yeah is like very preoccupying for me and is very like yeah what, what can I participate in? What can I give to? What can I like right. be a part of or, or support? That's and, cool uh, that you said it like fuels your creativity. I feel like a lot of times for me, I the opposite happens where I'm like, why do anything? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the despair. It, yeah. It's a it's a pendulum for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I think yeah, I think in that oscillation there's a lot of friction right. that like has to come out of me at some point. Is it like, a television set particularly? It's television, yeah, primarily. Yeah. What um, uh what's what station? Um, my, my family is very, uh, MSNBC centric. Yeah. And, uh, so there's a lot of, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. There's a lot of Rachel Maddow. A right. A lot of, uh, whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty constant, but we've recently tried to like switch between, um, biases for, uh, right. news sources just to see what everybody's saying and what everybody's hearing. Yeah. Smart. And it's, it's so what's well, fascinating like right it's, it's so it yeah. that's really terrifying to me yeah it's, it's like <laughs> one of my big um fears is like i i guess i tend to think of it as an irrational fear but i guess it, it makes sense why it's scary is that like i will like see something somewhere that just doesn't gel with reality and right. then I'll, I'll lose it i'll just like yeah. that'll, that'll break something in me and then i'll like know that i've i've, <laughs> I've gone and uh, I'm yeah. somewhere where I like I'm not in control anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the closest feelings that I get from like going between like yeah. news sources right now is that like I live in a very different reality from lots of people. Yeah, and like that's always been the case, right? And it's become more and more evident, um, right? As like the climate in America is changing, and uh, it's terrifying. Like, it's a very weird. Um, 
like wall to smack into and over and over again that like yeah my reality that i'm very comfortable in is very different from someone else's like definition of yeah truth. <laughs> like that's, yeah that's a it's a weird thing so you, that you i have to examine like where i'm sitting all the right. time and like make sure that i'm like comfortable where i am and like yeah. things make sense but it's a it's a it's a good thing to remind yourself of i guess but like totally it's really important to like examine your potential biases yeah and also just like see another perspective on an argument to see like whether or not you were missing something or like oh i'm i now feel more emboldened in right. the things yeah. that i think yeah you know? yeah totally i've been watching a lot of jordan peterson videos on youtube oh, lately Ooh. and getting so mad <laughs> <laughs> and like i he's so smart and he's, I have no idea what that was. It <laughs> sounded violent. If that comes in through the mic, we'll know it was serious. <laughs> there was a lot, a crashing uh, sound in the back of round of my house. Um, I just spilled water all over myself. And my headphones fell off. No worries, man. Um, that was pure anarchy for a <laughs> The mention of Jordan Peterson's name and things <laughs> Sent start to spiral. fall apart. <laughs> he makes me so upset. And it's been like challenging to examine like why mm-hmm. and for me to try to articulate why I disagree mm-hmm. with the things that he says sometimes and then agree with like being able to recognize like okay logically yes I mm-hmm. see how you came to that conclusion but he is also like a dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, that like that verges dangerous, dangerously on sophistry for me. Where like you can make really like, sophistry, where you can What's make like that mean we, it, uh, sophistry. Uh, Luke taught me a lot about um, ancient philosophy and yeah. lots of things. And um, sophistry, I guess, to my understanding, was just these this like group of people that were like hireable, I guess, like way back in the day, um, who could make really good arguments for things that they either didn't believe in or knew were wrong, but could like subvert communities. And so, like, that has become a, a word now that's defined right. as, like, like, like mercenary arguing, basically. Or, or, like, you can, you are very smart and capable of arguing right. and making um, convincing arguments yeah. for things that you either know are, like, not good for the person you're trying to convince. Right. Or, or you've just done it to yourself, basically, where, like, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with or, like, supports your... Um, like goals or motives you can just make convincing arguments for yeah and like that's a uh you know a great power and uh requires yeah. a, a great responsibility i guess yeah well, it's weird because he's, yeah. he's a bully yeah, he likes yeah. to be the smartest person sure and yeah. around mm-hmm. you know and when you can be like yeah you're gonna be in, in a lot of situations <laughs> like it's it's like you 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 can make anything sound cool yeah and like Right. That's really dangerous. Yeah. And so it's like, it's interesting watching the defensiveness that rises in myself. Sure. And to examine some of it and be like, okay, like maybe that is like part of just like my bias and my worldview. And like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm actually not thinking about that thing enough. Yeah. But then it's also like, you know, like you're a dick and I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to be like you. Right. <laughs> you know? And so like, I don't really care if I, if I don't subscribe to this ideology. Yeah. Know? Totally. Um, but it, it it was like a weird, it was a weird, it was like a three day thing for me where I was like, they were making me very uncomfortable, the videos, but mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I need to watch more of these and really yeah. figure out why. Totally. I don't know that I a hundred percent did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but are but, you like, are you a hundred percent or close to it um, of the mind that you don't agree or like that you like are where you are? 
Well, it's weird because he talks about a lot of different things. So it's yeah. hard to be like, I agree with him and sure, I disagree yeah, yeah. with him. Because like, I don't know. And there's such, there's such dense, intricate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I do find that I respect is that he, t- he tends to be very particular mm-hmm. about an idea. And there, like a lot of the reactions tend to be like, so you're saying this, and it will be like a sweeping generalization. You're like, right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this very specific thing. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that that, like, as an approach, mm-hmm. wise, sure. smart, yeah. you know. But also, it's important to like <laughs> recognize like how you're making people feel. You know, yeah, what I'm absolutely. Saying? <laughs> yeah. And like the sort of the emotional impression that you're having, even though if logically you can prove it otherwise, like, yeah. if that's the end result of your effect on people. Mm-hmm do your points matter all that much? Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, what is the point of your ideas if it's not to connect to people at a certain point? Right. You know? Or like, am I advocating for something that hurts people? Like, that? Right. Like whether whether my point in, like, in an in isolated uh, fashion yeah. makes sense. Right. Like, you can, I think you can isolate things so far that anything will make sense. Right. Or like, you can, yeah. you can do that for any one given point and just, like, zoom in so close to it that yeah. like, it can only be what we're looking at here because right. there's like, you know, that much of it. Yeah. And then like, yes, that's a good way to break down yeah. very complex things, but then like refusing to zoom back out and be like, well, what? Yeah. Like these, I guess like I'm, if you're looking at like a piece of a train track, like, yeah, that's a piece of a train track and clearly it is. And uh, yeah. where does the train go? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking right. about this is a piece of a train yeah. track. Like, yeah, but that's not that useful. Like, we're trying to figure right. out like, where, you know, where, what direction are we going to take the train in? Yeah. And, like, and it, so I'll, I'll like understand certain yeah. things that he's like, he, he talks a lot about like, like the defense of like freedom of speech mm-hmm. and his usual backing that up is just being like, okay, these are the tools that we use to express ourselves and ultimately like fight oppression. Sure and like liberate ourselves as a society mm-hmm. but but we'll almost seem to be being oppressive in that dif- and then it gets right. in the whole thing of like tolerating intolerance right like do i have the freedom to oppress you like that- yeah yeah no <laughs> i don't i don't personally think so yeah I no and i, I, don't I with that it is interesting being like okay at a certain point i feel like it is okay to be like oh no like shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's good to, um, like I, I'm, I'm glad that he, his, those thoughts are out there and that they're sure. making me like, yeah, think about this shit. Yeah. It's, it's all very important things to look at. Like if you, if, even if it's something that is sort of antagonistic like that, where it, right. it's, it, it's, it's still a thing that needs to be addressed. And that's kind yeah. of how I have sort of coped, I guess, with like our, like the political outcomes of the last like two years. Where it's right. like, this, these are all things that like for sure needed to get addressed and there's just yeah. no avoiding it now. It's all very like at yeah. your door. Right. Um, sort of like, this is my house now. Like, yeah. oh, oh my God, do I live here anymore? Like, is this where I grew up? Like, I can't, you can't avoid confronting it now. Right. And the uh, ugliness that is America. Yeah. Yeah. And that's apparent. Like, sure. And like, I, I for sure could avoid those things like from where I grew up and like yeah. what I look like. But like, that's something that I know like my relatives couldn't avoid looking at. Yeah. Cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm a half Mexican and I don't really look it. I look kind of like something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I look like a, sort of an amalgam. I get asked if I'm Asian a lot. Um, and I've never really gotten that, but yeah, that, that, that happens a lot. 
but I, I've, I guess had the, um, weird fortune of not being tied to any one like assumption about like my background. And like, mm-hmm. that's something I, I relatively recently only started to be aware of, of like people are, uh, thinking about that when they look at a lot of people and I'm yeah. sure they're thinking about that about me, but like, there's not a ton of like, like grounded thing to connect what I look like to for a lot of people. And so uh-huh. like, I'm generally a blank slate, I think for a mm-hmm. lot of people, as far as like racial bias goes. Right. And so I, I haven't really had to confront that for myself yeah. a lot. But you have the internal identity. Right. And yeah. The kind with of your family. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I've, I've kind of grown into a weird spot where I, I, I feel like a blank slate in a lot of ways. Right. Where like, I don't. Yeah. I didn't like, mean to put your internal no, experience. No, no, for sure. Yeah, 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 totally. But like, I'm not like, I understand Spanish, <laughs> but I'm not fluent by any means. Right. Like, I don't really speak it. I yeah. just like tell what people are yelling at me. Yeah. 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 But like, I, I am sort of in this weird, like a cultural, like omnicultural place for yeah. myself where I'm like, yeah, whatever works, works. I'm kind of building my own thing from whatever where yeah. like, I don't, I don't really feel like I've like inherited a, an entire culture from any one place. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just kind of like grown up in America sort yeah. of in a, in a weird way. And then like kind of expanded that into wherever other countries I've been to since. Um, but like, I'm, I'm very aware now of the, uh, the fact that like, I don't want to just like go around taking the things that I feel are cool from people without like understanding them or like, getting a sense of like why culturally these things are important for people and like uh becoming part of that problem of like now i'm like um just appropriating everything that i think is neat yeah um while like balancing that with like i don't really have anything like that's mine necessarily that i like was raised in like sort of in in the mexican thing but like not a hundred percent i wasn't like submerged in it right but um that kind of um place is a weird place to be navigating what like the political climate is now because it's Mm -hmm. very like camp-based of like demographics are what they are Mm -hmm. and you need to factor those into who likes what and who likes who and who represents who yeah and i'm somewhere in like outfield of like yeah, like yeah. be good to each other. Right. Like I, I don't feel totally tied to a culture, and I know that lots of more people do than don't. I think from 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 my um, anecdotal experience, right? And so, like, I think that's a good thing. I think people like have what they have, and they they have their parents and grandparents and, and their communities. Yeah. And like, I've kind of been learning to like see that and not feel like I need to like sneak in and hide in one of those places <laughs> like right. that's that's like I, I i sort of did that when i was growing up and didn't really realize it where like if anyone had mm. like an established community or like cultural uh, yeah. element to their lives and i would feel like oh maybe i can fit in here and like right that's, yeah, yeah, yeah like I've, I've never been like rejected by anybody thankfully where like i had to deal with like now is not the time for that like in that setting but right. like culturally yeah culturally yeah only with uh, only with Batman really was when I experienced that but um, that feeling is sort of new for me of feeling like it's okay to be just like where I am and not necessarily not have fit to, under like a big umbrella yeah term. yeah and, and yeah. also not advocate for that because like that's right. that's a very personal um, experience of my world and my like uh, understanding of it and how I interact with it 
Right. And I don't really feel like that's like the answer where like, like culture should be abolished and like everyone should be individuals. And like, yeah. That I don't really feel that way. But like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've sort of arrived at like, just be like whatever you're comfortable with, I guess. And like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, like don't yeah. worry about it, I guess. Yeah. For, for myself. Like that's, that's where I'm right. I've arrived. That's and, uh, great. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I, I also struggle with the idea that like, something that makes me happy is not guaranteed to broadly make other people happy. And so like, that's something that I've run into a lot on like Instagram or like Twitter or, or YouTube or anything where like people figure out what makes them happy. And they're like, this is what can make you happy. Yeah. And that I think is a little unhealthy where like, if I'm looking for something that's going to make me happy and then someone else is like, this is what will do it. And then it doesn't or like it, it like, Maybe it can. I don't know. I, I, I feel a lot of ways about this, but like it, it's, it's weird to me that anyone can feel like they've got the answer. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that's like bugged me about like pop music for a long time where it's like people will write songs that are like, it's okay. I like you. You're going to be fine. You're my friend. You're great. You don't, you've never met me. Like, <laughs> you don't know that. I don't, how can you say that about right, me? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to work on whatever I'm working on for sure. But like, yeah. I, I, I might be a plastic bag. Like I yeah. might not be a firework. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. I get, maybe I can work on being a, a tote bag, but like <laughs> if I'm a bag, I'm a bag. Like the bags have purposes and like, that's, that's I okay. This. I want to hear this song. I want to hear the tote bag song. <laughs> I want to tote bag. That's my new thing. I'm going to try it. Yeah. But like, I don't know that, that idea of like, I guess it's been commoditized, but like that, um, the idea that there is a, a one thing that we're just doing wrong or that is like, we've forgotten what human nature is, but like, that's like, I don't know that the idea of like there being a fixed human nature doesn't really make sense to me. Right. Of like, what is like, what is a human? Like it's a, it's a weirdly like, uh, transitory thing. It's like, like any, any, any like point, on like an evolutionary spectrum spectrum isn't really like the end of it. It's not like it's done now. Like we've arrived at being human and now right. that's, we've done it. <laughs> yeah. That do, it doesn't make sense to me as a progression. And so like, yeah, that, to say like, like the simplification sure, of human yeah. experience and yeah. putting people into groups. And yeah. Things. But also the thing of just like, we're at the end of the day, we're just animals and we're denying our, our animal needs, right. denying our animalistic thing. Like that's surely a part of where we've come from, but like, yeah, I, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me to be like, well, at the end of the day, a million years ago, yeah, things were this way and they should have stayed that way. Like, they, yeah, they shouldn't have changed. Like everything is about change and everything is right. about progression and, and um, flow. And that like to, to assume that it's like, there's a fixed right way of like being happy or being human or being like, uh, correct in like, uh, emotional decisions, I guess is weird to me. Yeah. And like, why wouldn't that be part of the continuum? Why, why wouldn't that be something right. that's like ongoing or I, I feel know. like what I hear you saying and correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. is like the freedom to be as individual as you want. Sure. But also respecting people that maybe affiliate otherwise, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause that's like, 
any, I don't know, any, any part of a wheel will be touching the ground at some point. Like there's, there's gotta be that like yeah. propelling motion yeah. of, of like one, one foot will be in the air moving forward and one foot will be pushing on, on the back end if you're, if you're running somewhere and like that's, it's all necessary to keep motion going. And yeah. Like that's, I think part of the uncomfortable place that we feel right now is that like maybe uh, both feet are on the ground or like, I don't know, it, it feels like um, there are, I guess you could boil it down to like two ideas of like, if we're, if we're talking about like making America great again, if we're going to put it in those contexts. Yeah. Like when was it great? What should be great about it? Right. Like one foot is on the, they're both, both feet are firmly on the ground and those things feel solid and settled. And like, one of them's going to have to get back in the air and meet the other. And that's sort of like, uh, that feels like the, um, like prison we're stuck in of like, right. which direction are we going to move in? What is direction? Like, what, right. Where does the universe trend towards? Is it, is it like, yeah, I don't know. Is it happiness or is it comfort or are those two, um, mutually exclusive? So I don't know. There's, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of complex, uh, layer to that idea and I, I'm yeah. nowhere near done unpacking it but like yeah I don't know it's messy stuff to get into yeah and yeah there's a couple things that I'm thinking about mm. um like one thing that is maybe comforting about seeing just like the when you're saying about like switching news stations and just seeing like the opposite realities that people live in yeah um while it's like totally rad to be objective it's like for me, there's also a part of that that's like very freeing mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm also allowed to come to my own conclusion about reality. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you totally, know? Totally. just like, wow, like there are, like I, yeah, I think Donald Trump has a like 39% approval rating right now, you know? And it's like <laughs> 85% among Republicans, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, like there, there are like a, probably a lot of people I'm not going to really like, see eye to eye with, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, it's it's the way. Yeah, (laughs) when it's like they've made their mind up about something. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, wait, let me see. Obviously, it's not like, oh yeah, like definitely just like form your opinions and then stay that way. Sure, yeah. But also just being like, okay, like as much as wise as it is to check out other opinions, it's also okay to. I think sometimes I forget to like allow myself to have my own conclusions at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I'll fucking say about Jordan Peterson. Is that like, I think, let's, mm, okay, there's, <laughs> there's two like concrete things I can say because I feel like I've just really, really abstractly talking about it for a while. One thing that I don't like is that he always ties any sort of progressive idea to like socialism, mm. to Marxism, Ooh. to Russia killed everyone in the past. <laughs> or, <laughs> so, and to me, that's crazy. That's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And I just, like any single thing he'll just be like oh well that's and then all the russians died so (laughs) and i just like and it's super weird because you'll hear him sort of talk about individualism but he's sort of saying it in a way where he'll be like he'll be attacking some sort of like progressive or liberal concept in the defense of individuality but it seems like I don't know. It seems like the ideas that he's rallying against are people trying to express their individuality. Yeah. And so it's just so strange. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, so that's I mean, that, that to me <laughs> kind of signals the idea of like, that's someone who's a very skilled arg, uh, what was uh, it? argument. Sophism? Uh, sof- sophist. Sophist. He's a skilled sophist. Right. And uh, I think there is a little bit of um, negative connotation with that word. So right. I want to be careful with it because I don't fully understand it. Yeah. But I think, I think there is sort of a like, I think it's like calling someone like a, a, a mercenary, I guess, in a way. Right. Um, where like, yeah, that guy's going to construct some really convincing arguments, but what are they working towards? Like if, if you're right. like, if you're going to be so myopic about like, yeah, here's, the, I'm not saying that broad thing. I'm saying this very specific thing, but then also tie like whatever liberal concept you're talking about to socialism, then to Marxism and then to the, you know, Russia killed everybody. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not being very genuine. Like that's, that's right. the gear. Like you know, the, the tricks that you're using there and you're using them both. Yeah. Um, while advocating that like either or both of them is wrong or like that. Right. And so that, that kind of is either that can either mean that he's like very aware of what he's doing or he's like really not. And it's just yeah. kind of talking. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Cause he's like, all, he, he will talk about how important individualism is. And then he'll just like really push these like heteronormative male, female dynamics on yeah. things in ways that are sounding very permanent and, mm-hmm. and very much binary. And yep. as far as like, yeah, 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 be an individual, all that, but also you got to be one of these two, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyways, my idea, my head hurts, and ideas are complicated. <laughs> um, I want to know uh, just briefly when you were coming up the stairs, you mentioned your girlfriend. Yes, you're in a relationship. I am. How long have you guys been together? Quite a while. Yeah. Uh, How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met in, uh, I guess it would be marching band in high school. Whoa! So yeah, we've we've uh, we've been together for ten years. This is our tenth year. And uh, really, yeah. Whoa! And uh, it's it's real nice. That's crazy. It's very fun. She's I don't think cool. I've known any like young people that have been in a relationship for ten years. Well, uh, now you do. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I mean, that's crazy to know somebody that long and that intimately. And I'm sure you guys have both. Obviously, I feel like the last ten years of a twenty-something person's life are big years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be super weird if we were like just the same people, right? We'd, we'd, that, we would either have been twenty-six years old, like since we were children, or like, we'd still be in a weird place in our lives. But now, yeah, it's 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 been um, it's been pretty cool because like we we uh, met in high school, went to college. Um, she went to school in Rhode Island, and I went to yeah. school in, in L.A. And uh, that was its own kind of crazy adventure of like right. four years of bi-coastal. Long distance. Yeah. And yeah. it was hard, but uh, I don't recommend it. But man, I know a lot about myself and about her and right. uh, about each other. And yeah. uh, it was um, very formative and very informative. And uh, it, yeah, you're absolutely right that there are like, there are definite like phases of who you are as you go through those particular yeah. 10 years of your life. I'm sure that'll be the case through every 10 year set of your life, but like, that's, yeah. it's pretty drastic. Like, yeah, I'm sure like 40 10. to 50 is probably <laughs> yeah. less noticeable than 16 to 26. Yeah. Like it's like 40 to 50, you probably go like more, you probably make that sound more, <laughs> but like 16 to 26, <laughs> yeah, just like a lot of that. Some of those, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been like, if, if I zoom out and just kind of look at it from like sort of third party as much as I can, like it's, it's been fascinating just to like re-meet a person 
as a new person right in different like stages of life and that's, yeah it's been very gratifying to like keep meeting my favorite person like after a four like a set of four years like a set of two years or like any any way that we've like broken up time of like here's the time we were in college or here's the time we were in high school or here's the time we were in after college and like here's the time we were in like career modes and like things right i've like felt very lucky to keep like being fascinated and, and impressed and like yeah. very very into this person that's and, uh, fucking cool it's, it's nice it's it's very cool yeah that's did you have like, a feeling when you like first got to know this person that you're like oh this is a, i'm gonna know you for a long time um i mean i i yeah but i i think i tend to feel that way about things and right. um we're like i i don't know i've i, I think i was saying earlier i've, I've never been in like a writing or production situation where I'm just alone the whole time. Right. And I've just tended to gravitate towards partnerships. And yeah. like that's, I think that is something that I know about myself now where like right. I function better where I have like a person to enjoy something with or like yeah. a person to have a good time with. Yeah. Um, while balancing that with feeling very like introverted at times. But like that um, thing about myself is like, I think part of why I'm like so comfortable in like a long term relationship whether that's romantic or whether right. it's like in like music partnerships or anything like I'm, I'm pretty down to be like this is really great let's do what we can to make it work and yeah like, just kind of be into that yeah but, uh, yeah i don't know that's um it's fun it's fun to look back on and uh see what things mean um with like years of context and, yeah like what what things mean about yourself and about other people and it's fun. It's a fun thing to examine. Yeah. It fascinates me the like the idea of interdependence and like being two individuals complete within themselves, but then yeah. also coming together, whether it's a musical thing or mm-hmm. a romantic thing. Yeah, know? yeah. And it doesn't say I mean, I don't know you very well. So I could <laughs> totally just be projecting and I have no idea really. But it doesn't seem to be coming from like a codependent like Yeah. I yeah. can't be with myself right now. No, you know? totally yeah. Yeah. No, it's I I yeah. I've and I've I've been um pretty conscious of, of that of that right. risk, I guess of like, I want to know that about myself before right. I just like, like, am I afraid of something or am I right? Is, yeah. Or am I desiring something? Totally. Yeah. And I, it's, there are a lot of, um, contributing factors to that and to knowing what that answer right. is of like, yeah. I do enjoy performing and I, I yeah. have for a long time, but I'm also like very, like I won't initiate conversations because I'll be too nervous or like, I'll, I'll, uh, like I, I had a weird thing happen. Um, last year um where like a uh i think it was last year yeah where like okay i I told her about it so i can talk about it yeah um uh, madison shekel put out her first ep i I think that was last year i will feel really bad if it's not um and i really loved it and i like blood yeah yeah Yeah, and i i felt i like agonized over how to tell her that because you liked it that i liked it because i like i went into this place where like i I wrote out a text and I was like, Hey, I think this thing's really cool. And then I was like, well, what? So now she'll know. Now she'll know it was cool. Cause I told her. And then like, so you were wondering like, what's the point of me sharing? Well, this? like, why do I think it's important that right. I approve or like, so you were like, she probably knows it's really cool. Like she put was, it out. Yeah. That there was an ego. Yeah. And then she like, needs your stamp of approval. Right. Or and then I was like, well, that clearly doesn't matter. Like, who am I? And then I was like, I, I, 
like wrote out another text and i was like i i i think uh like i really enjoyed it and like i'm saying the same thing and it just went in this really weird spiral of like i'm nothing and i had this like weird ego death (laughs) of like i can't matter i shouldn't i shouldn't and so then i like couldn't do anything for like a few days and it was just like dead for a while whoa and like i just like listened to that ep a lot and like sort of coped with it at some point and like was really surprised by that and i was like very yeah uh, uh like affected by it and it like was this weird thing that i like experienced with someone's art without them knowing like it was very strange yeah and, like I, I felt really weird and uncomfortable about it and i like i told her about it like a long time later and she was like she'd that's be fasc- weird she'd be a fascinating person yeah. to talk to about yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would love to explore that with her further but like i i it was like before a show that we played together and it was just like offhandedly like this weird thing happened and like I, 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 the main point of it is that I want yeah. to express th- that I really enjoyed the thing that you did. Yeah. But so it you, was went, crazy. So you did share that with her. I did share that with her. Yeah. And, and it was say? like, uh, she, she was very cool about it. I was, I was very nervous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, she, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to get that out. Yeah. But like, it was this weird, I forgot why I brought that up, but like it, it I don't know. It was this weird, like kind of another formative thing where I like, yeah, Right, right, right. The I think it was the codependency thing. Right, right. Where like I have this weird relationship with like how do I gauge if I like am close with somebody or if I like mm-hmm. how like if if anyone likes me. Like I don't know. I have this weird, I have yeah. this weird fear of like. Right. Maybe it's not that weird, but I have this 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 preoccupation with like um or paranoia, I guess, of like assuming that like when i leave the room people are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'm like maybe that's true i don't know i yeah. can't but like yeah i think that's Same. part of it is Me that too. i like can't know right and uh i don't know yeah yeah i have like a weird obsession with like i almost want to like put my ear up to the door and yeah. just see <laughs> you know right. to just know yeah and then i'm also like if i did that why would anyone like her? Right, that's That'd fucking crazy. crazy. That yeah. might become the re- it might be a self fulfilling exactly. prophecy where <laughs> yeah. you be- because yourself. you're asking everybody about it, you become right. Yeah, <laughs> so I, super I, annoying. <laughs> so I really try not to, but yeah. hopefully I do an okay job. Yeah, that. but yeah, I don't know. As long as we're we're airing the stuff, I just, that's, that's uh, incredibly relatable. Yeah, Shekel is so interesting and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just listening to her episode yesterday. She's of, of fucking this. great, dude. I know. <laughs> I think she's one of the few people that I am emotionally just so different from <laughs> who I am just like, like I feel like a lot of times I'm seeking people that I'm emotionally similar to, to feel comfortable. Sure. And she's someone that I'm emotionally so different from mm-hmm. that I feel so comfortable around. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so fascinated by, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I'll just be telling her a story or something and just be like, yeah, I a hundred percent cannot relate to that. <laughs> That's awesome, but that's she's she's definitely one of my favorite people to hear that from. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I don't see her nearly as much as I would like to, and like yeah. it's, it's been a while since I've seen her. But like every time I do get to hang out, it's that, and it's really fun. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy that. And again, no idea if if she knows that or, or <laughs> if if uh, if anyone would verify it. But right. That's uh, that's my takeaway. If yeah. she would care. Yeah. yeah who knows? Yeah. And like, I'd, she's the best. I can't. Yeah. The yeah. Best. It's great, dude. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you for having me. This is a blast. Podcast. Yeah. Anytime. Where can people check out The Fine Stuff? The Fine Stuff is on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on iTunes. It's on all the stores. F-E-I-N. Um, F-E-I-N. Yeah. A lot. 
Yeah. The light. The little eye. Heck yeah. There it is. What are you, real quick, just like, what have you been listening to lately? Anything? Oh, watching I've, or reading? I've struggled a lot with what to listen to recently. Yeah. Like it's, it's been really hard. I, I, I loved um, Sunlux's most recent record. I thought that mm. was really, really neat sounding. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of um, drama. It's a very dramatic record. And so it's, it's like, a, like I can listen to it in its entirety like a few times and then I have to take a break. Right. But I have to listen to it again because it sounds so cool and it's like very interesting production. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Sunlux is. Oh, Sunlux. I feel like I've very, very cool. Before. Blew me away live. Really, really cool. I saw yeah. them on a, a bill with Kimbra in uh, um, San Diego and that was a very, very cool show. Heck yeah. It was real good. Kimber's record's real cool. Um, but uh, I've been watching, I've been rewatching The Office and uh, American just, Treasure. That's, my God. I just finished season three again and uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful. That, those, that's my favorite era of The Office. But, yeah. Uh, What's happening at that time in The Office? That, oh God. So I, um, Jim and Pam are a thing now and uh, it's, very nice. Like I, I, I rewatched um the Casino Night episode recently where they, they talk about uh what's going on and they kiss and it's great. It's it's been a while since I'm I'm probably safe with spoilers, right? It's probably I, not, yeah, I think I'm not so. giving anything away. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, no, I, I uh I think the last episode I watched was uh um when uh, uh I think it's when Jim interviews for um the corporate job in uh New York and mm -hmm. then uh, I think it, it ends or it's either very close to the end of the episode where um, I think they're like interviewing Pam one on one and she's like Jim and I never got the timing right and we're, we're just uh, it's cool that we're friends I'm really glad we're close and then uh, Jim like comes in and like asks her out at that moment and it's just this wonderful like you know se several seasons of yeah. payoff and this very like casual thing right it's, right it's very gratifying and I forgot how good it is yeah it's very good I haven't seen it in a long time, man, I watched a bunch of those early seasons, like when the show was still on, and I would go to like Blockbuster with my sister and like get the yeah. DVDs. Oh god, <laughs> amazing! And so it's probably it's probably worth a rewatch. It's um, very cool, but it's great when something's like weird and specific, and also like universally loved. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And like so many, there were a lot of shows that came after that that were very similar in format. And like, yeah, it's nice remembering like that. That was the kind of foundation of that in american yeah. television like yeah people didn't really do the like documentary of like small thing right yeah with the sides and stuff like, right before that yeah in, in american tv at least to my knowledge i'd be, totally be wrong but like yeah that was my first experience with it i guess and yeah then, like, a bunch of things followed right after that yeah some turned out great and some didn't but uh <laughs> it's uh it's nice yeah that terrace house do you know about terrace house I've heard about this. It's is it, is it a Japanese it is, reality yeah. show? Yeah, it's and I'm I'm still sort of understanding it um, because I'm not really familiar with that format because like I'm used to very like one trick shows as far as like reality things go yeah. where it's like see how they interact or see how they date or right. see how they fight and like so far I haven't really seen any fight or anything on this but it's like kind of all of the rest of those where there's like. It it might be a dating show. I'm not totally sure yet. Everybody's dating each other, and that seems right. like it's a big part of the goal of being on the show. Yeah, but it also feels like just see how they interact and like yeah. I don't know. But it's very nice, very tastefully done, and it's uh it's fun. Heck yeah, it's very cool. What are you up to the rest of today? Oh God, I'm uh, meeting up with a, a buddy to go see a movie, and uh, after that, 
the uh the, the wind may take me i'm not totally sure but uh i'll be somewhere heck yeah man well good yeah. luck with thank you succulents <laughs> and everything else thank that's you. A, my doorbell there you go a perfect <laughs> place to end thanks uh, brandon Oh, what? That's the whole friggin' show, guys. Go check out Brandon's music, everybody. I hope you like that thing. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash find music. Uh, you can find all their stuff there and links to all of their socials and uh, their website. And uh, uh, This is a song called American Man off of their uh, 2016 record, I believe, uh, called Little Homes. So uh, check this shit out. Um and go go listen to it somewhere i i love everyone and and uh and uh take take care i'm an american man who likes to pretend that i like guns in everyone's hands in both hands papa told me so i'm a perverted mess who needs to confess that i have stayed with a couple of
Cause you're 